Sago, Scanago. I'm Jenny Doctor. I'm Mohawk Turtle Clan, and I live at the Six Nations on the Grand River in southern Ontario. Hi, I'm Peter Downey. And that's a familiar and energetic beginning to this Sacred Teachings podcast, the voice and the passion of Ginny Doctor. But there's nothing familiar or ordinary about this Season 7. As many of you already know, and I'm sorry to tell you if you don't, Ginny passed away in late May at her home in Six Nations. It's just a terrible loss, and it's very difficult to put into words what this proud Mohawk woman meant to countless people around the world, and the profound impact she had on the many issues she embraced with her usual skill, determination, grit, humor, and always a generous helping of joy. Difficult, but that never stopped Ginny. I'm not quitting because I believe that we can be self-determined. And I want to be a part of that. So in the spirit of Ginny, we're going to give it our best try. This is the season of Ginny. As a person here now, I have to do as much as I can to to do what I think is right for Indigenous people. It's dedicated to her heartbeat to her tireless work, and to the difference she made on so many issues and lives. One of the most powerful experiences for Ginny and her ministry were the years she spent in the remoteness of Alaska. Now, if you knew Ginny, you know that, ironically, there was nothing remote about her. Her warmth and openness brought comfort and ease to any conversation. Self-determination, reconciliation, the power of faith, the wisdom of elders, the transformative potential of the arts in distressed lives, the critical need to forgive and heal, and the tireless efforts to organize and to make a difference. These are all hallmarks of Ginny's remarkable life, and we're going to explore all of it in this season of Ginny. For the last couple of seasons, I've had the privilege to always start an episode of this podcast following Ginny's opening remarks by saying, thanks, Ginny. That's more true today than ever before. I have a little story I want to tell you. So let's get started. When I was growing up on the Onondaga Reserve in upstate New York, we had an annual tradition on New Year's Day where all of the children would dress up warm and go from house to house and shout, New Year, New Year, New Year. And people would respond by giving us all kinds of treats, cookies and apples and oranges and candy, whatever they had to show their goodness and to show that they were promoting good things for us. When we got too cold or our bags got full, we would trudge on back to my grandma's house And my grandma always had hot corn soup and fry bread for us to help warm us up. And it would help us, it would set the whole tone for the year because that was was a good time, a really good time of family being together. Now there's just so much Ginny in that story. She had what seems like an instinctive generosity, a deep appreciation of goodness. Not only did she trust the power of working together, she engineered joyful collaboration. 
and she expressed and felt gratitude as naturally as she drew breath. We're going to learn of the impact these qualities had on her life and work in this season, but you can't talk about Ginny for very long before her sense of humor becomes a factor. Now, no one knew this better than Archbishop Mark McDonald. Ginny and Mark worked alongside each other in Alaska, and their working relationship and their deep personal friendship is the stuff of legend. Here are a couple of examples at events that illustrate how Ginny just loved to needle Mark. Uh, thank you very much. I'd like to introduce this section. Hey, which, yes. what do you think I'm standing here for? Well, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see you. Uh, I'm sorry. How could you not see me? Come on, Mark, that hurts better. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What can I say? All right, it's time to tell jokes about Mark. <laughs> We, we have an outstanding Indigenous Ministries coordinator, and it is my pleasure and honor not only to call her my friend and the thorn in my side, <laughs> but I love her, I love her, and we, we the Bible says there is a, 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 there is a friend that is closer than a brother. There is also a, a friend that is closer than a sister, and that's Ginny Doctor. So, um, Ginny Doctor, please come forward. I don't think Mark has really seen the thorn. <laughs> but I thank him for his words anyway. I believe that part of my ministry is to keep Mark humble. Um, and that's why I, I like to tease him. And I think one of the most rewarding aspects of my ministry is to be able to see your faces and to be able to share a laugh with you because it's our humor that has carried us to where we are today. We have a resiliency that is based in humor. And if we don't laugh, we're not going to heal. Ginny talked about healing a lot, and along with the missionary fun she had with Mark, her time in Alaska contributed greatly to her understanding of what she wanted to achieve. When I lived in Alaska, we were out on the Yukon River in a boat, and all of a sudden a storm came up, and the wind was blowing all around, and the boat was rocking and reeling, and the waves were very high, and I was holding on for dear life. And I really thought we were going to end up in the river. That's how bad it was. But our captain, who was not only a very spiritual person, but he knew what he was doing. And he was a good pilot. And he looked back at us and he said, pray, we'll make it through. And yes, we did make it through. I heard stories of people breaking trail and how difficult that, that is and, and still is today. Because when you're traveling through deep snow with a dog team or with a snow machine, if, this, if it's too deep, you can get stuck. So you have to get out and you put on your snowshoes and you go ahead on the trail and kind of pat it down, break it. Then you get back on your machine or, or sled and you go on. 
do it all again, and you keep on going until you make it through. And then when you make it through, there's, you know, a hot bowl, a moose soup, and a nice, cozy, warm fire. So there's something, there's something that we have to make it through for. Prayer and healing and justice were at the forefront when Ginny ran the North American Indian Center in Syracuse, New York in earlier years. She absorbed the pain and the corrosive humiliations of the people she served, not for any reason, but to ease suffering. So she could then turn around as a fellow seeker and offer hope, maybe even a future. She believed in her bones that healing was intimately tied to justice, and it had to include an awareness of history, of where you came from, and to whom you would always be connected. Ginny's ancestors weren't faded photographs in a dusty scrapbook. They were right beside her every step of the way. We have to listen to the voices of our ancestors, you know, and, and I can hear them all the time saying to me, better days are coming. We can make it through. Don't ever give up. And I began to think, this is why we have to go on for them. So it's a real spiritual issue for me. As Indigenous people, we have to be the educators. We have to really uh, profess the history as it happened. We really need to not only share the true history, but I also think that the settlers need to take a role too and say, hey, this is what really happened. But I think that the church's responsibility is to do more with that, uh, whether it be through Sunday services, you know, in preaching or whatever. I think there's more that can be done to really share that history. It's a hard history to know, for sure. And I, I don't want to see people feel guilty and shame by it, but we need to know it if we're going to rectify it. I don't know if there is any harder history than the discovery of mass graves at residential schools in Canada. Through the sorrow and rage and anger, Ginny's words and wisdom about healing and justice, the very hallmarks of her ministry, offers a way forward with integrity and conscience and what she called the good mind. The good mind is something we strive for. It's about being in balance. And at many of our traditions use the medicine wheel. And in that medicine wheel, there are four elements to having a good mind. One is our mind, our brain, and how we think. The other one is our body, how we use our body to do those things that our mind tells us to do. Our spirit, that's our connection with the Creator, our connection with ourself and with others, and our emotions that show people how we care and the compassion that we have. With that good mind, we can make it through. And remember that when we make it through, there are treats waiting for us. So who's going to be the first to have that hot bowl of moose soup? I want to be one of those because I love moose soup. Let's use our good minds to make it through. Nuya, Nuya. That's the Mohawk greeting for New Year. There's an old Iroquois belief that they are not dead who live in the hearts they leave behind. 
In that spirit, I'd like to ask you to participate in keeping Ginny with us by sharing a memory you might have of her. Maybe you worked with her on a project or your paths crossed at some point. Maybe you just admired her from afar. We'd love to hear and share your memories. Now, there's a couple of ways you can do this. You can send an audio file to bdavis at national.anglican.ca. That's B-D-A-V-I-E-S at national.anglican.ca. Or you can upload your recording to the safe and secure Sacred Teachings Dropbox. Just go to www.anglican.ca slash podcasts to find out how to do it. There are endless books trying to explain the division between the human intellect and the heart, sometimes characterized as a division between mind and body. For whatever reason, we seem to struggle with giving each equal respect and weight in the conduct of our lives. Joining heart and intellect, I think, was one of Ginny's greatest gifts to us, and she made it look easy. Almost anybody can learn to think or believe or know, but not a single human being can be taught to feel. The poet E.E. E. Cummings wrote that. The reason, he proposed, was that because whenever you think or you believe you know, you're a lot of other people. But the moment you feel, he said, you're nobody but yourself. Ginny was a guitar-strumming, baseball-playing, fierce missionary. She also happened to be a wonderful writer and a gifted poet who never stopped caring, it seemed, about everyone. Please join us next week for episode two of the season of Ginny. The theme is going to be music and how it can literally save lives. Ginny will show us the way. I'm Peter Downey. Thanks for listening. And here's Ginny in all her glorious self. Shall we gather at the river Where bright angel feet have trod with its crystal tide forever flowing by the throne of God. Yes, we'll gather at the river, the beautiful, the beautiful river. Gather with the saints at the river that flows by the throne of God. On the margin of the river, washing up its silver spray, we will walk and worship ever all the happy golden days. Yes, we'll gather at the river, the beautiful, the beautiful river. Gather with the saints at the river that flows by the throne of God.